Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. So you're hearing this episode the first week of January, which is crazy to me because I'm actually editing this early December. And as you all know, I am taking a little bit of a break in January. I might put up a personal episode here and there, but I just need some time to step back recollect my thoughts and make sure that I'm pushing the podcast forward in the way that I want to. But we're going to take a couple weeks off, but in between, I have a great episode for you today. So today's episode is with Belinda Farrell. She is an author of the book, Find Your Friggin' Joy. She's also trained in hypnotherapy, past life regression, NLP, Hawaiian chanting, and ancient Hawaiian healing, which is actually a big piece of what we talked about. Belinda tells us about how she trained with Tony Robbins and has effectively used these skills in her own life. When Belinda was 48, she collapsed with herniated discs and spinal nerve damage. Threatened with paralysis by her medical doctors if she didn't have surgery, Belinda instead chose to apply the ancient Hawaiian healing practices she had been learning the previous three years, which she does talk about in her book. Her back completely healed, including childhood scoliosis. For 15 years, she has been sharing these healing practices with others, offering reconnective healing and HUNA classes, and taking clients to Hawaii to teach HUNA and swim with wild spinner dolphins. So Belinda just teaches us so many beautiful things in this episode, and I can't wait for y'all to listen in. So make sure that you subscribe if you haven't already. If you have any requests for the podcast moving forward, anything outside of chronic illness or within that you would like to hear, send me an email at jessiefritzcoaching at gmail.com or head on over to Instagram, jessie underscore underscore fritz, and shoot me a DM there and let me know. But Without further ado, let's jump in to Belinda's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. My name is Jesse Fritz, and I'm so excited to be back on the podcast this week. So today we are talking to Belinda Farrell. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I really am honored to be here. Of course. I'm so we were chit-chatting a little bit before um, I got started on this recording, but I'm excited for everyone to hear from you. I think you have a very interesting past and like things that you <laughs> are just trained in. I'm excited to talk about everything. So um, okay. why don't we jump in? Tell us a little bit about who Belinda is and, and then <laughs> whatever feels right to you, and then we can go from there. Who am I? Boy, that's a <laughs> loaded question. <laughs> right, I, I know. <laughs> I feel like I've lived several lifetimes already, Mm. but I guess one of my first teachers was Tony Robbins, Mm. and um, it was after a divorce when I I turned 40, and I birthed two children, and I was doing a lot of um, just kind of modeling and acting, but my soul wasn't really ignited yet, Mm. so what happened is that I started taking these fire walks with Tony Robbins, which he's famous for. Mm-hmm. And the fire walks seem to be a metaphor for you to open up to say to yourself, well, gosh, if I can walk on 2000 degrees of hot coals, then what else am I not doing that I think I could do? Yeah. And what came up for me was I wanted to drive a race car. And I don't mm-hmm. know where that came from because I didn't <laughs> know how to drive a stick shift. But Tony teaches you that if you say you can't, then you must. And if you must, then you will. 
Mm -hmm. So I started to inquire about where I could get some training in just driving a race car. Showed up, and it was a four-day Grand Prix road racing course out in Sonoma. And all of a sudden, I was behind the wheel of a Formula Ford and doing racing, and it was just so exciting. Found out I had a little talent, and then at the end of that experience, they hired me to drive for Buick and Cadillac in New York. Oh, wow. And my stunt driving career began. If I hadn't answered that call, I never would have had the experience that I did. It was about eight years of doing stunt work and stuff all over the world. And amazing. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. That's so cool. At the end of that, um, my back was starting to feel compromised. Mm. And I wasn't really paying attention to what I was saying to myself. I wasn't resting. I was kind of an adrenaline junkie at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I collapsed with herniated discs and nerve damage, and I couldn't work anymore. And I, the doctors said that if I didn't have surgery, I couldn't walk. Oh, wow. And I was pretty scared. But I had been learning this ancient Hawaiian healing um, in Hawaii. And I thought, what better way to see if it works than to try it on myself? Yeah. Physician heal thyself. So that's what I started to do and bringing up memories and um, figuring out what I was saying to myself all this time, because what you say to yourself runs your body. Mm. And if you're telling your body that you can't be supported, then your spinal system, which supports you, doesn't support you mm. because you're telling it, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody else has to support me. And so I was in bed for about a month and a lot of memories were coming up. I was realizing that I had created this by myself. And then I uncreated it. I started to thank my back for remembering to support me. I started to tell it to regenerate. That was a real key word. Thank you mm-hmm. for regenerating. As soon Because your, your unconscious mind, which runs your body, is like a computer and it's listening to everything your conscious mind says. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be buddies, you know, to one another. And so I would say consciously, thank you for regenerating. And the unconscious would go, regenerating. <laughs> like the DeLorean, I guess. Just, yeah. a, just you know, a robotic. And it, it did. It finally listened to me and my back healed. I, I, one day I just got out of bed. The scoliosis that was in my back had healed. I never even asked it to heal, but that, that part was all gone. I mean, it was like a miracle. I had a brand new spine. Mm. And that's uh, outlined in my book, Find Your Friggin' Joy, how I did that, how I talked to myself. It's not just talking to yourself. You have to feel Hmm. that it's happening so I would feel myself and be excited about climbing trees again because you have to have a healthy spine to climb trees mm-hmm. and your unconscious mind goes oh climbing trees so it sent that up to my higher self which brought it down into my physical body it's an amazing we have an amazing mechanism at our disposal Mm-hmm. Just in the way we talk to ourselves, the way we set our limits, 
there are no limits except the limits you set for yourself. Mm. You can do anything. How did you, how did you even come across this Hawaiian healing? That's a good question. I was doing the uh, hypnotherapy and then I had heard that there was an advanced course, a master course on the big island of Hawaii. And I just went there and I didn't, I was even afraid of water. I just, I didn't like being in swimming pools and here I am on an island surrounded by water. I was very (laughs) nervous all the time. But when I was learning how to do the higher self connection and sending, it's a deep breath through the nose and then out through the mouth. After doing that for about 10 minutes, all of a sudden these kind of floodgates opened Mm. up in my mind and all these dolphins and whales started pouring in and I kept looking at them thinking they're not on my radar. Why are they on my radar? (laughs) I was just dumbfounded. And then that night dolphins started coming to me in my dreams and teaching me how to swim. And I woke up in the morning and I thought I need to be out with the dolphins, but I'm afraid of the water. So it was like this push pull you know what am I going to do I've got to be out with the dolphins but how do I do that without getting in the water there was no answer to that (laughs) I had to get in the water (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so when I finally did the dolphins came to me and they started downloading information Mm. it was amazing I lost my fear of the water I started taking people in groups to swim with the wild spinner dolphins because they're wild. They decide if they're going to swim with you, they decide they're going to come and be with you. And I did that for 20 years, 10 years with groups and 10 years with individual people. Wow. That's so cool. Dolphins are just some of the like smartest and most beautiful animals, right? They're sentient beings. They're like Mm. ETs that are angels here on earth. They they look at you with their eyes. It's as though all your fears fade away, all of your hurts and sorrows. It's just, again, it's like unconditional love. And the person you're swimming next to, you fall into their clutches, I guess. You fall in love with anybody that's around you. They put a spell on you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) How... So I know you were talking about like this this change in in the way that you talk to yourself and for people out there that are like just getting started how do you even how do you even start to change that pattern like you might not even know that you're talking to yourself in such a negative way or or when you talk to yourself in a really positive way maybe it it feels untrue to you so like how do you get past that barrier well The ancient Hawaiians had four phrases that they would say to themselves, and it would be, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. And they would just do that automatically, even if they didn't believe it, they would just say the words, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. Mm -hmm. And that's the Hawaiian forgiveness process. Because things are coming up all the time from your unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you to either put some closure on it and let it go or just numb yourself, which a lot of people do with drugs and alcohol, sugar, Mm -hmm. shopping, Mm -hmm. 
TV, <laughs> although, yeah. <laughs> TV, although yeah. not so much these days. Yeah. But it, it's, again, when you do it enough, because you're talking to yourself all the time anyway from what you've learned from the past. I used to say to myself, I can't support myself. And I didn't realize I was saying that. Mm. But I was raised in a family that went through the Great Depression. And so there was always a sense of lack. Yeah. And you pick that up regardless, I mean, of what, what is around you, you. You adjust to the environment that you're in. Mm -hmm. And if there's scarcity, you feel that scarcity and somehow you internalize it. Mm -hmm. You may not realize it, but you do. So consciously, you have to learn how to change that. Mm -hmm. So you start saying thank you to your body for supporting me. Mm -hmm. Thank you for supporting me. And so you consciously make an effort to shift it. Mm -hmm. If you say, I'm sorry, then it's again, you're sorry for whatever came up in the past, whatever your judgments were. I'm sorry. I love you, meaning yourself. Mm -hmm. your higher self I forgive you you're forgiving yourself for the way you're looking at that thing and then thank you it's already done mm -hmm. and if you start doing that consciously after about 21 days it'll become a habit mm -hmm. that's how long it does I mean you watch tv you get mesmerized and hypnotized by what's going on in the commercials I mean mm -hmm. all these drug commercials they, they can kill you, but yet they're in this beautiful setting, idyllic yeah. setting, and, you know, take this drug and take that drug. It might kill you. You might, your skin might fall out, but, oh, isn't it beautiful? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. You, you get hypnotized into thinking that it's, that it's safe. Mm -hmm. So you might as well just, you know, buck up and take a different direction. Mm-hmm. Did that so, explain it? Yes, 100%. Um, I think that's a great way of thinking about it too, is like it might feel a little off in the beginning, but it's, again, right. you're creating a habit and and even starting with something that you know to be true, like, you know, thanking yourself for um, for being able to get out of bed today. Thank you for supporting oh. me on my day. You know, that's something that is true. Maybe you're not ready to say, thank you for supporting me in my dream life. Maybe you're not there yet, <laughs> but you can, you know, kind of start out with things that are true and then kind of build that muscle mm -hmm. and it becomes a habit, right? Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I explain all of this in the book because it's a, there's a cord cutting process and your cords are the judgments that you have mm -hmm. based on how you're thinking about that person, that place, that thing. Um, how you're thinking about, I mean, we had a really rough year, all of us. Yeah. And so we're putting these issues down below us and we're transforming them so they can get to an, a different way of looking at it. We will look back on this somehow and see some good in it. We always do. There's always some good that comes out of everything, even the worst of, of the situation. It makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. who, who is it? Kelly Clarkson said, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's so that should be the, the 2020 theme song. That's <laughs> <right. everyone. laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still going. Um, I love that. So you've mentioned your book a couple of times. Can you tell us a little bit more about it and what brought you to write it? 
Well, again, it's a lot of the ancient Hawaiian teachings to help you to reach your higher self. Everybody has a higher self, and I call it cleaning the plaque of your soul. Mm. There's plaque that builds up around your organs from the negative judgments that you place on yourself. So this is a way of forgiving yourself for this and melting away those judgments so that your body can function easier and more effective. Mm And in that respect, you get to reach the higher part of you, which is up above your head. It doesn't have a body. Mm-hmm. So you have to invite the higher self to come in. And the conscious breathing is one of the ways. You learn that from the dolphins, too, because if they, don't, they come out of the water every seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, they will die. Oh, wow. So they have to breathe every seven minutes. They come up to take a breath and then go down under. If we don't take that deep conscious breath to the top of our heads, we die a spiritual death. Mm. Because then we're only doing light breathing and panic breathing, Mm -hmm. like through the mouth, and it goes into fight or flight, and it's not very healthy. Yeah. (laughs) causes a lot of despair and depression Mm -hmm. and you're just (laughs) breathing like that you have to take the breath and take it all the way up to the top of your head like you're filling a glass of water Mm. (sighs) and that just makes everything calm again yeah just such (laughs) a wonderful practice too of like just being with yourself and and feeling into yourself right it is And I was reminded, what was it, Um, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. I don't know if you've ever read that book by Dan Millman. I haven't, no. It it stars Nick Nolte, and it was a book. He was was a great, great gymnast. In fact, he was in my class at Berkeley. Mm. And he injured himself, and he wanted to give up, and just, you know, despair. And then this um, kind of philosopher, magician steps in to try to train him to be in the present time. Mm-hmm. It's just such a wonderful reminder of how we have to just really throw out the trash mm-hmm. or the cords yeah. <laughs> of the past. Yeah. And then we can be in the present time, <sighs> which is this moment right now that I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where, so I love the name of your book too, Find Your Friggin' Joy. Where, did you come up with that or did it just kind of fit oh, with what you were doing? That's my higher self. has mm. a sense of humor. <laughs> I had, I had um, a friend who was my facilitator for one of the dolphin ex- mm. escapades. She was very serious all the time. She was always very serious. And I remember one day we were watching this little turtle struggling on the rocks. And she just went, oh, that poor turtle, we've just got to help it. And I was kind of looking at her finally, and I just said, Trisha, would you just find your friggin' joy? And she burst out laughing for the first time. I'd yeah. never heard her laugh like that as far. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. And I never forgot it. I wrote it down because that was the recipe, mm-hmm. find your friggin' joy. So when it came time to name the book, I thought, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. And it gets to the point and it makes sense and it makes you smile. And I I love that. Um, So if people are interested in getting your book, how would they go about doing that? Well, it's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. 
and um, yeah, it's been out for quite a while, and it's got a heartbeat of its own. Mm. But if it helps people and makes them laugh, and that's what it's all about. It's really just not doing something, you know, exactly by the book, but it's just to remind you that you have the capacity to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to take responsibility, then the book is not for you mm-hmm. because it's really for people who want to take responsibility. I had no choice. My insurance had dropped me when my back was so compromised. I couldn't work anymore. I couldn't model. I had no choice but to heal myself. What are you going to do when you can't go to a hospital and you have no, no money for insurance? Yeah, right. You so have to that's, it out. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be creative. So that was my motivation and mm-hmm. it worked. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just a real advocate of self-healing. And I was doing also the reconnection, which is another wonderful um, process. And after I had my reconnection done, which are these strings and strands that are traced over your acupuncture points, Mm-hmm. Um, it suddenly told me that I was going to write a book. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to write a book because I didn't have the discipline, I thought. Yeah. I, I want to go out and play. You know, I don't want to sit in front of a computer and write. Yeah. But anyway, they said, you're going to write a book, the voices that be in my head. And I went, okay, I'll do it. I'll <laughs> do it. I'll spend three years. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. It, it seemed to accelerate me onto my life path. Mm. And that's what the reconnection does. Mm. And that's the work of Dr. Eric Pearl. So I was doing that for about 10 years. And because of what's happened now with the pandemic, we can't you know, see people in our practice as much. Mm-hmm. So I went back to doing the HUNA, mm. which was the very first thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I can do that over the phone and talk to people and, guide them through the forgiveness process and I don't have to be in front of them or in front of their face yeah yeah a little bit safer for now but hopefully we'll we'll get back but I know that you're also trained in a couple of other things right so like past life regression NLP hypnotherapy that kind of stuff as well right oh it's wonderful stuff because again it's finding out what your unconscious mind is saying Change only takes place at the unconscious level. Mm-hmm. If it took place consciously, we wouldn't need anything. We would yeah. just say, okay, but this won't work. This, this, let's see if this works. Yeah. But when you go d- deep inside, you find out perhaps the link of something that happened maybe in a past life. Or I have a friend who can't, she can't stand crossing bridges. Mm -hmm. every time she even sees a bridge she just starts to shiver and that indicates that there might have been a past life where she might have jumped off a bridge or got pushed off a bridge and it's almost like a little wire that has to be sent to another pathway so that she can live her life because right now she's under a lot of restraint Mm. you know can't go to certain cities because there's a bridge yeah yeah (laughs) And it's like the past past life regression is interesting to me. I don't, I don't understand fully what it is. So maybe, I mean, you kind of just um, talked about it a little bit, but 
um, I've always been interested in past lives and I feel like I'm interested to know what like mine are. So I, I'm, what is past life regression? How do you? Okay. So when, when a person goes under, Mm -hmm. when you say under and they go under a hypnotic trance and you get spoken to, like I would talk to you in a different little voice. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, Jesse, what would be the root cause of the first event which when disconnected would allow you to easily let go of any negative pattern that you have in your life? Was this something before, during, or after your birth? Mm. And you would say the first thing that comes up. Mm-hmm. What would that be? For me? Yes, the root cause. Which would discon- Don't think about it too much. What's the <laughs> first thing? Was it before, during, or after your birth? I don't know. I feel like I thought about it too much. <laughs> so now <laughs> my brain is like going crazy. Yeah. So you, I would just, you would be in a trance. Yeah. You would just be in a more relaxed state. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing that would come up, mm. say like before my birth or maybe during my birth, mm-hmm. and then I would follow that and I'd say, all right, just allow yourself to guide yourself all the way back to that little child that's maybe waiting for you. Mm. And then you would drop down and it's really, it's like a little journey into the past. Yeah. That's all. And you'd have to trust your unconscious mind because if you don't trust your unconscious mind, whose unconscious mind do you trust? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. So do you, um, you're talking about working with people. Do you have like the space for people to work with right now? Or do you work with people virtually or what? I work with them over the phone, sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, like Zoom or FaceTime Mm -hmm. and guide them through the forgiveness process and through a past life regression. The whole purpose of the past life is to heal that part of you that was disconnected. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe there's a, a little part that pulled away and it's just not, didn't have the resources that you have now. So then I would guide you, the adult, back to that little part to heal it, to hold it by the hand, to comfort it, and to bring it back with you with all of the the tools and resources that it couldn't give to itself Mm -hmm. or couldn't get from family or friends or whatever time. I mean, you could be in colonial times. You could be in Viking times. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So especially with like how 2020 has gone and, you know, I feel like, like you said, there's, I think when we look back on it, like for me personally, it's actually been a pretty good year toward the end, but mm-hmm. what, what would you tell people that are kind of feeling a little lost right now when it comes to finding their joy again, or maybe finding it for the first time? Well, you know, everything is a story. Mm. of how you talk to yourself. There's nothing in life that has any meaning except the meaning that you give it. Mm -hmm. So what kind of a story, I mean, you have to kind of be a self-starter and say, what am I telling myself? What what kind of a story am I telling myself about this? What can I gain from this? You have to start asking yourself the right questions. Mm -hmm. And for that, you, you know, you may need a coach you know, or somebody to do that if you can't do that yourself. But it is definitely a story. And if you want to create good, happy ending, you've got to create that great story. Mm-hmm. 
And if not, you know, it's going to be a sad story that um, you will be focusing on because you focus on every, anything that you put in front of you. You are the art director, the director, the producer, the script writer. Mm-hmm. And inside is that camera and, you know, it's constantly going and you're creating that mood, everything. If, if, you, if you get joy, joy comes from the inside. So mm-hmm. it's like if you go to Disneyland or Disney World or you're just excited about life or the hummingbird that's coming to greet you, you're making a chemical inside your body that's equivalent to these cancer-producing, not doesn't produce them, it takes it away. Mm. It's in, interleukin-2 is what people pay thousands of dollars to cure their kidney cancer. Mm-hmm. And in one little drop of joy, you can create millions of dollars of that interleukin-2 inside your Mm. own body, inside your laboratory. Or you can create Valium when you go into meditation. Mm -hmm. You are the the source. Mm -hmm. And if you remember that, it's exciting to know that you've got to have that laughter during the day. (laughs) It's essential. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what, what a better thing it's to know that you have so much power in your own life. And then you just by, just by following your joy and what makes you feel good. (laughs) That's right. Just going outside, just maybe Mm -hmm. taking a breath of sunshine, a breath of fresh air, taking a walk with a friend or taking your dog for a walk. I mean, these are things that just we take for granted, but they're just amazingly productive internally when you can do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Good. What are some of, one of the questions I like to ask people, um, what are some of your favorite rituals or routines that you do that help you continue to feel your best and feel your joy? Well, again, doing the deep breathing as soon as I do that all day long. It's like a meditation. And I cut cords daily. Mm. I take a bath. I have a ritual at night. I don't care what time it is, but I take an Epsom salts bath and I cut my cords, which means I'm up here. I'm up here on a platform and down below me are things that happen during the day or the things that I'm upset about. And I put them down below me, make them very tiny. I offer the forgiveness to myself. Like, I love you. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Thank you. Take a cutting instrument, spin it around me, and watch the people and that issue just float away or Mm. go down the drain. And that's something I do daily. I mean, you brush your teeth, right? Mm -hmm. You brush your hair. You take care of the outside of you. Well, you've got to clean the inside. Mm-hmm. And that's the cleaning process. Mm-hmm. So I do that every day. I love that. <laughs> that's something that's so important to, like you said, to take care of the inside just as much as the outside, if not more. That's right. <laughs> if not more. Mm. Because the inside is imbued with all kinds of dark memories from the past and people just try to overcome it. But there's not they can't do that for a a long lengthy period of time it just doesn't work Mm -hmm. it starts to get um you know just gummy 
Mm-hmm. And I don't mean gummy bears. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not that. Gookie, gookie gummy. Yeah. So you, you feel lighter when you've let go of the junk from the past. Mm-hmm. And cutting cords is an amazing way to do it. The Hawaiians called it ho'oponopono, to make right, right. Mm-hmm. And when they practiced this on the islands, there was no um, mental illness. When the missionaries came over in about 1820, they outlawed all of these practices. Mm. And they imprisoned the kahunas who were doing these amazing healings. They thought it was sorcery and superstition. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until 1997 that the Religious Freedom Act was enacted and we could practice this again. I would have been arrested teaching huna. Wow. Yeah, it was a tough time yeah that's crazy to me <laughs> like, well, just, of course it is yeah yeah how <laughs> strange well it's like somebody taking away your freedoms exactly yeah. your freedom to express your freedom to heal your freedom to worship god in the way that you see fit i mean they saw god in everything mm-hmm. nature and if you were out of sorts with your body then they would uh, you know, remind you how you can put yourself back in sort with your body. Yeah. And heal. They would heal broken bones. They heal. I mean, my back was a, a miracle. Mm. That was my higher self just connecting. But there's a pipeline that goes up to the higher self. Mm-hmm. And you have to clear the pipeline. And those are the past memories. So it's like you've got to do the work to get the rotor-rooter in there so that the past doesn't clog your desires to reach the higher self. Mm. I love seeing it that way. That's so helpful because I think I've done um, like higher self visualizations and stuff in the past, but until I started working through some <laughs> some of like my past has actually been um, has been more healing, but it's probably because I'm, I'm opening that pathway up. Exactly. And the unconscious mind is your link to the higher self. It is the key because it feels and it gets excited about all the emotional stuff that you have. It's holding all your emotions in this box, this little box. And it'll say, gee, I wonder if she can deal with this today. (laughs) Out will come something. And you either decide to deal with it or you stuff it back down. And when you start seeing the outcome of what, what is it that you would really love to see yourself doing? Is it riding a horse again? Is it mm. dancing? Is it creating a new relationship, a new job? You have to see the last thing that indicates that you have that. Mm. And then breathe that up to your higher self. Mm-hmm. For me, it was climbing trees. And you have to have a strong back to climb trees. Mm-hmm. So I would get all excited about climbing trees again and jumping on rooftops. And <laughs> I did yeah. that as a kid. Yeah. So. I love that. There's just like, there's so much, like, I just feel more joy talking to you. There's just so much yeah. joy and happiness and love I feel like um surrounding everything that you're talking about and I it's like it's 
so interesting to me. And I hope that everybody listening is, is also loving this. I'm sure that they are, but if people were interested in connecting with you or finding out more about you, how would they go about doing that? Well, if they get to my website, which is Huna Healing, H-U-N-A Healing.com, mm-hmm. it has my um, email address and telephone number. You can set up a time to do a session. Awesome. I'll have that linked in the show notes as well as a blog post so people can click on it too. Okay. But, but yeah, is there anything else that you would like to tell the listeners of the podcast today that we might have forgotten? Oh, gosh. Just thank you so much for creating a space so that we can all come here and connect with one another. It just, it's so exhilarating. I've been doing these podcasts for so long. I never get tired of them because again, Mm -hmm. it's our way of giving Mm -hmm. because I can't go out there. I can at least do it through the airwaves. And people have to know that there is always somebody there to help them. Mm -hmm. That angels are all around you. Yeah. And you may think you're not alone, but you are so, so protected. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is call on them. They don't realize, see, we have free will mm-hmm. and we won't interfere with your free will. So you have to call on them mm. or else they don't step in. Ah, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't tell you how many times I've been interviewed. I said, just help me get home through this messy traffic. And then it's provided. Mm. but you have to talk to the angels or talk to your guides, get through that free will process. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for being on today and and spreading your knowledge to my audience. I know that they're going to love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. It was my honor. Thank you. Of course. 